Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati with Jake Gutierrez. Got a packed show for you today. We'll talk to our college basketball insider, Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News at 7. Then Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com at 7.30. How about this? One of the pleasant surprises from last season with the Royals, and hopefully their ace this year, Cole Reagans, will join us at 8 o'clock. I'm excited about that. I had a choice of a few Royals players, given the opportunity by our friend Sam Mellinger. And Nate, with a blanket refusal to answer any text messages, I stepped up and selected Cole Reagans. How about those Royals? And huh? showed Sam Mellinger the respect he deserves. So, <laughs> yes. I wasn't going to step on any disrespectful. The back can't do his face. That's fine though. Wouldn't you pick Cole Reagans? Sure. Yeah. We haven't talked to him on the show, and so mm. I thought that would be good. Yeah. And he's got a terrific story. And hopefully we've just seen the beginning of it. Because if he pitches anywhere close to the way he pitches, uh, where he pitched last year, yeah. he'll be one of the best starting pitchers in the American League. Yeah. And that's not hyperbole. He, I mean, he, went, he was one of the best starting pitchers in the American League when he got it going for the Royals. So, were you uh, admiring him from afar, Jake? Or were you checked out? Did you did you pay attention I, how I good paid, he was? I paid very little attention to Royals baseball, but that was when that story came out in the second half of the season, and and he was, I mean, he had the the best I think was it the best second half of any pitcher in the American League. He was fantastic. I mean, I think he had like nine straight starts that were just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So to answer your question, I was yeah. I, I was I was paying. You know, there was like I said, there was very little to outside of Bobby Witt Jr. You know, uh, there's very little to, to to snag my attention away. But Cole Reagans was for sure a story that I uh, that piqued my interest. He ended up uh, with 12 starts with the Royals. Went five and two with a 2.64 ERA, 71 and two thirds innings. 50 hits, 89 strikeouts, and 27 walks. That's good for a 1.07 whip. That's pretty good. That's that, those race numbers. Yeah. You know that's that's a that's a number one. You know. And so anything close, sign me up for. So that's why uh, I'm uh, enthused to speak to him in the eight o'clock hour. I will also talk to Bob Ibach, known to some as uh, Bob Dunk, about your opportunity to get a special commemorative football to celebrate this wonderful Chiefs season. How's that sound? Sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Looks pretty good. We're also going to talk to Ross Tucker, who's been on the call of uh, some of these playoff games. Isn't that right, Jake? That is correct. I believe he was on the sidelines for... uh for Westwood one last week in Baltimore, he was in the booth for was it the Buffalo game? I'm pretty sure the Miami game. Yes. 
Right. It was the Miami game. I was think he, Harlan was on the call for yeah. the Buffalo game. Was he with Harlan? No. Warner was Harlan. But I, I'm pretty sure he was. He did the Miami game with Ian. Okay. Anyway, he's 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 been watching the Chiefs. And so we'll talk to Ross Tucker. Old friend of the show. Yep. In the 9 o'clock hour. And then Mike's got this. Mike's got picks. Mike DePasquale will catch up with him at about uh, 9.30 or so. So what you heard to open the show was a sampling. uh, And I excitedly contacted Jake last night because I've been listening to the Let's Go podcast. It's probably my favorite. uh, I don't listen to too many podcasts, but that's one of them I like to listen to. Here we go. Because I like Tom Brady, whatever. And a tremendous amount of, uh, of respect for him and what he has to say, especially about the Chiefs and about uh, Patrick Mahomes. The Let's Go podcast is hosted by Jim Gray and Tom Brady and sometimes uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And so I've enjoyed listening to Brady talk about the Chiefs. And, and he picked him to win in Buffalo. And he picked him to win in Baltimore. Um, we played those comments. Were you with us when we played those comments last week? Mm-hmm. And so we we played those comments. He he just said, "I you know," I, and that kind of went into what I was talking about yesterday. You heard me uh, reference the "Oh God" moment mm-hmm. for Baltimore. He he talked about that when he was watching the Chiefs and Bills game. He said uh, when the Chiefs scored a touchdown and, and when they had a, had a lead in the in the third quarter. He kind of felt like the Buffalo Bills had it like, oh God, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh God, here we, you know. Yeah, I was there that last week when you talked about that. Yeah, were you, or were you not? That was a pretty great rant from you about the Chiefs needing to give the right. Ravens an oh God moment. Sure, we can play it. Yeah, we can play it. And I said the, the oh God moment's going to happen to the Ravens. How do they handle it? Yeah, and guess what? They didn't handle it no. very well. Like oh God, we're down ten. Because mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to give you that oh God moment. You better handle it. Or else uh, you will lose. Tommy, how do you beat? Well, you did beat. But how does anybody currently playing beat Patrick Mahomes? This guy, if it's not for you or Joe Burrow one time, he's 13-3 and in the playoffs. He's an incredible competitor, and I think it's on display in the biggest moments. So everyone, I got a lot of questions for you again. What do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, the guy like Patrick, he... He doesn't, doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still in those moments was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness. He's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does, he had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes. And I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh, God, this is not the game we wanted. We we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter. And they took the lead, and then – Obviously, the, the, the game turned out the way it did. But he's a fierce competitor. they got a great team. They're really well coached. It's been a great organization. Five, six AFC championships, actually, in the last six years. That's that's pretty impressive. And and that's why I said, you know, these people that were predicting 
the Ravens to win, you know, by two scores or, you know, to have this dominant performance. I mean, you're insane. You're crazy. They they were they were going to have to win a close game. They were going to have to go through hell to get that victory. And they were going to have to deal with that oh god moment where and they did in the third quarter like oh god, it's it's 17 to 7. We're down 10. We haven't been down double digits. How do we handle this? Do we stick to the run game? Do we stick to our DNA and what got us here? Or do we turn Lamar Jackson into Peyton Manning and start firing the ball all over the football field? Well, you saw what happened. Do we do we maintain our composure, or do we have a bunch of stupid penalties that are going to help the Chiefs? What happened? bunch of stupid penalties. Okay. And so um, I've enjoyed listening to Tom Brady analyze this. Um, because who better, right, than to talk about being the GOAT and going for multiple championships than the guy that was the GOAT and won multiple championships. Yeah. And so then when we, I found out that Andy Reid was going to be their latest guest, is okay, Jake, let's get this. Because I want to hear it. I want to hear him talk about it. And there's one point where they just talk about, you know, Jim Gray set it up perfectly. He says, hey, um, you guys, you know, you know how difficult it is to win back-to-back championships you know, because Brady was the last one to do it. So why don't you guys talk about that? So it's like. <laughs> Tom I mean, Brady and Andy like, Reid talking it's about like, it. It's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, football. I'm, I'm sorry, earmuffs, but football boner, right? <laughs> Look that. We get to listen Look to, that. you know, I'm, I'm, I, you have that moment. I'm, I'm listening to Tom Brady talk about winning back-to-back Super Bowls in 03 and 04. And talking to the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, who's on the verge of doing that. And Tom Brady stopped the Chiefs from being able to do that the last time they had the chance, a couple of years ago. And now they have another chance. And they're talking about the difficulty of it. It's like, ah! <laughs> you know? You want to play that? Right. Ejection. I mean, it's just like, like why wouldn't you want to? Coronal mass ejection. I hear that. Uh, and so, you play it if you got it, Jake. All right. Tom, Smoking you know how together. tough it is to repeat. You're the last team to do it. Now Coach Reed and the Chiefs have this opportunity. Why don't you guys just try and talk about what that process is, what it was like for you, Tommy, and, and, and give Coach Reed, you know, your opinion on why it's been so difficult. I think that, in my opinion, it's difficult because it's hard to win one Super Bowl. So to win two of them in back-to-back years, I mean, there's it's it's just it's very, very difficult. And, and I think what Coach Reed speaks to the – you know, I think the teams that I was on that were able to do great things year after year, it was the character of the players, the coaches, and, and the system that we had that brought the best out of everybody in the biggest moments. And, you know, we always try to put a lot of pressure on our players all the time to succeed, whether it was an OTA practice, whether it was a training camp practice, whether it was a joint practice, a preseason game. The pressure was always on. It was never, hey, this is a – I always remember Coach Belichick would come in a meet and he'd say, this is a big f- day you know and we joke because all those years i had 20 years of big fucking days you know <laughs> because everyone was important and that's how we saw it i think that really wore off so we didn't have to wait to super bowl week to go okay now what you know i think you could see coach reed and the impact that he has on the players that you know these guys are always they they want to show up and compete and they don't have to figure out oh do i have to turn it on now no it's always on and and I think you play these teams, and I've been 
you know, seen a lot of programs and certainly had a chance to watch a lot of football this year. Not a lot of people approach it that way. Sometimes it's just too hard for people to compete like that. And and I think I give Coach Reed all the credit in the world for his ability to compete day in, day out, year after year. And that's why the Chiefs are such a world-class organization. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, – it is you, – you said it. It's, I mean, it's tough to get get to the Super Bowl period and then to be able to back-to-back it. Um, you know, you, you taught us part of that lesson, uh, not only as a player – um, and with the Patriots, but also you kicked our tail uh, at Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, the, there's a certain attitude and toughness that you've got to come into uh, each game with, and and you presented that to us down there. It was a good learning experience for, for our guys. And that, that's I think that's a good way to look at it. Instead of looking back with such anger and you know, animosity towards Brady. Of course, hey, look, you can look at it whatever way you want. But I choose to look at it, like, say, for example, the the overtime loss in the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs win that game. They probably win the Super Bowl. And, and who knows what happens after that. But losing that game also led to the Chiefs moving on from Bob Sutton and bringing in Steve Spagnuolo. And I think that it, that helped extend the window and make the Chiefs even more powerful and more likely to win more championships, not just one. And so that was a tremendous good that came out of it. And it also lit a fire under Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and Andy Reid uh, to be so close, to be on the doorstep and not get it. Because I do believe that in many sports, you have to go through heartbreaking loss. You have to go through some sort of tremendous adversity for you to be able to come out the other side and, 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 and then achieve your goals of becoming great and winning a championship or winning championships. You know, I it, we can go back to the Royals. If, 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 if they don't lose... In the fashion they did in 2014, they they probably don't come back and win in 2015. It 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 was heartbreaking. It was devastating. But then they handled it the right way. Now, if you don't handle it the right way, it could eat you alive, and you could never get back to that point. But we saw the Royals handle it the right way, and the Chiefs really have handled it the right way. And then they had to go through that devastating loss in the Super Bowl, right? And and what what came out of that? What did they say? Never again. Never again will we come up short on the offensive line protecting Patrick Mahomes. We will always protect Patrick Mahomes. And what do they do? They went and spent all that money on Joe Tooney. They spent draft picks on Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. They spent a lot of money on Jawan Taylor. I know some people are still up, you know, up in the air about that, but they... Went out and made that investment, right? Mm-hmm. And they brought in Donovan Smith. They, they have the depth to where Joe Tooney misses the championship game and a, and a, and a starter-quality backup steps in like Nick Allegretti and plays at a high level. 
never again. And and so even even though they've won the AFC this year, and and they're I, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl championship. Something tells me they're you're, you're never going to see them go through the wide receiver situation the way they did this year. They learn there's lessons to be learned. Tom Brady, as painful as they were, taught him a couple of lessons. You know, and that's all right because you can't you can't win every game. You can't win every fight. You know, and you guys know how much I love boxing, and that's something that I've always examined and studied when when talking about fighters and my favorite fighters. Hey, it, it's all good when you're undefeated. It's all good when you're winning every fight. Eventually, unless you're Rocky Marciano or, or Floyd Mayweather, you're going to lose a fight. What do you do then? How do you respond? What's your training camp after that? What's your, what's your approach? How do you handle that adversity? How do you handle that first loss? For some fighters, it makes them even better. It makes them even tougher. For other fighters, one loss becomes two or three, and all of a sudden they guy ain't too tough to beat anymore. And a lot of it's the psychology of it. And so the, the Chiefs have handled those bits of adversity, I think, in tremendous fashion. And that's why we're seeing this long stretch of excellence that's why we're talking about four Super Bowl appearances in five years and not just a flash in the pan like the greatest show on turf. Right? When, when that happened, that we, we looked at that like, oh, boy, how many Super Bowls are they going to win? Oh, boy, how long are they going to be great? It didn't last as long as people thought, right? Right. And it looked like hell on wheels. Remember that? Yep. It took the NFL by storm. That's just a first example that popped in my head, but like, you know there was no guarantee that the the Chiefs were going to have this long stretch of dominance that we've seen. Similarly, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, right? They they won one, made it back, thought they were going to win another, and then window slammed shut. Yeah, window slammed shut. And so there's there's different elements that go into this as to why the Chiefs are able to do this and able to extend this window. And part of it is the adversity they went through, the lessons they learned, and the way they dealt with that adversity. And so that's why I liked hearing, uh, you know, Andy Reid pretty much said that. I liked hearing Andy Reid and, and Tom Brady talk about that. Well, it's it's Mahomes and Reid, right, that, that keep it together. Like, you look at what happened in St. Louis with the greatest show on turf. Dick Vermeil left. They... Weren't able in the and they weren't able to keep things rolling with the culture and all that. With Andy Reid establishes that incredible culture in Kansas City, and then I thought that like who was the first person I don't know about you that you thought of when with that opening clip there where Reid talks about how difficult it is as a quarterback to ban- balance kind of being part of management but being part of the locker room as well. I thought about Russell Wilson and all the stories that you hear about him having an office on the different floor from the teammates and how his teammates never really felt like he was one of the guys. And I thought, man, that I, I didn't really think about, because we, we, we think it from the negative side, how critical we could all be of Russell Wilson for that. But listening to Andy Reid put into perspective, it's not really that easy to be part of the team when you're Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes makes it look easy. Because he's he's so incredible. It's a delicate as a leader. Yeah, so that's I, I mean I mean that was really good insight from Andy Reid on that. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. We can play more. 
got some more chunks of that? Jake, sure, Jake does. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, and, and then it's also satisfying because it's like, it's such an exclusive club. Yeah. Like, no one else can talk about this but Tom Brady, Belichick, Andy Reid, Mahomes. Like, Peyton Manning, you can't talk about this. Go over there. You can't talk about it. The, 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 I mean, you, you can't, he can't. Yeah. This stretch and the, 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 you know this amount of Super Bowls. If Joe Montana wants to come in and talk. Hey, John, about hey Joe, yeah, come, come on, on, come in. on, Joe, yeah. sit down. Winner Tell that us conversation. about winning four. What's, <laughs> what's this all about? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> John L. We go over there. Go in the corner. You won two. That ah. does Troy Aikman get into to get, get to no. talk about it? No. Okay. If he gets to bring his offensive line and Emmett Smith with him and his <laughs> right. defense, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But maybe. Okay, sure, whatever. I'd rather hear Jimmy Johnson talk about it. Yeah. Even though he didn't win them all, I just I you know He put it all together. Right. Yeah. I'd rather i you know I'd rather hear Joe Montana talk about it. How about that? Yeah, I agree. But it's just it's such an exclusive club. Yeah. But you know, but even even with Montana it's different now in winning it in today's NFL. And it's just, look, it's part of the story of Patrick Mahomes. Because th- there was that, that brief overlap of the end of, of Brady's career and the beginning of Mahomes' career. And so it's always, they're, they're always going to be linked. And I, and I like hearing Tom Brady and how, how much, you know, the effusive praise, calling the Chiefs a world-class organization, and knowing that, okay, he, he he might he might catch up to me. He might get my numbers. You know, it's it's not. It's still going to be so tough. Yeah, but it's not silly now. Yeah, no. You know, no. Like okay, this guy's been a starter for six years. He's made four Super Bowls, and the other two years he lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game. Okay. Huh. <laughs> All right. Maybe this kid's for real. I think so. I get it. All right, so we'll play more of that. Uh, and we got all kinds of good stuff, too. We'll hear from another Royals uh, signee, second baseman and utility man, Adam Frazier. Uh, Juwan Taylor was on the Jim Rome Show. We'll play some of that. We've got some good stuff for you between 9 and 10 o'clock, uh, except for my voice, which still sucks right now, as you can tell. We'll take a break. Back after this on WHP. Radio 810 WHP. Here's a couple of more clips from Andy Reid's appearance on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Tom Brady. Here they discuss uh, going on the road in the playoffs to get these last couple of wins. We've got the great coach, Andy Reid, very good friend of this program, always makes himself yeah. available. He's going to his sixth Super Bowl, uh, fourth time in five years. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, Jeff. Coach, Coach, how happy are you that the Super Bowl's in Vegas where you don't have to worry about your mustache freezing? <laughs> Is that... I'll tell you. I, yeah. but good things good things seem to happen when the mustache freezes. So yeah. I don't know. How are you feeling about this? Yeah. So, I, listen, um, that was a cold day, first of all. That was uh, maybe the coldest <laughs> one I've been in. Uh, but the – the Super Bowl being in Vegas is going to be spectacular. I mean, they have a great facility out there, and 
uh, you might as well use it, right, as they say. So uh, it's going to be put to use. And then we actually are the home team, so we get to use the Raiders facility, and that's beautiful. And uh, so we look forward to that part and uh, just keep guys away from the strip, right? That's, uh, <laughs> that's what you want to do. <laughs> Hey Andy, how did how did you get out there on the field that day? You weren't wearing any gloves. Were you trying to send a message to your guys? And can you feel your hands these three weeks later? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know what? I've never worn gloves uh, um, at a game, so I, I just, uh, I, I, so I, I, I went out there without them, and I probably paid for it later. But I, that, that, uh, yeah, I can feel them now. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you guys have had a different path, you know, going on the road and winning games as underdogs. And I think the team, you know, you can see a certain attitude going into those those road environments. And, and I love that your team didn't flinch at all. You know, I always felt like some of those great wins are championship games on the road because these are the opponents you know the most. And to go on the, on, on the road to beat Buffalo, which is obviously a challenge, and then the following week in Baltimore speaks to the resiliency of the team. So, you know, not having to do it era, it's been a little different story for you guys. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Uh, you almost feel like you're intruding in their area, but at, at the same time, you, you want to make sure you enjoy the thing. I mean, it's a great accomplishment, but uh, the stands are, uh, they're, you know, quarter filled with, with what you, your fan, the whatever fans are out there for that, for that time. And uh, there's and you're looking at purple, right? I, I was looking at purple. <laughs> Everywhere. The stands, the stands are purple. And so I'm looking at purple with a little bit of red mixed in there for the people that stayed. And it, it was a little bit surreal. But um, the, the best part was we had the guys. It made you focus on the guys that were there. And and that's really what it was all about. And and so we were able to enjoy that part and uh, together in, in a foreign area, which uh, – uh, brings you even closer together. So I, I. So that was uh, Andy Reid talking about winning on the road and that experience as opposed to all the playoff games they've won at Arrowhead Stadium over the past couple of years. Uh, and this next one is, is this bouncing back from the Raiders' loss on Christmas Day, which was obviously uh, a low point in the season. Uh, and here is... Uh, uh, Tom Brady and Jim Gray and Andy Reid discussing that. How did you get your team to focus uh, in these in these latter weeks after the tumult and the agita that the season brought, where where things weren't going the way you wanted? Yeah, listen, I, I give it to uh, you know the Pat Mahomes, the Travis Kelseys, the Chris Joneses, the players. Uh, that locker room, and Tom can tell you know he knows this, but when you've been there. Uh, and you understand the urgency that it takes to get there, um, then you up your game. I mean, that's just what you do. And I, I think after my man Pierce out there, the Raiders kicked our tail, um, it woke us up and, um, and and said, hey, listen, we need to we need to take our game up here a notch or, or we're not going to stand a chance here, whether we, to get in the playoffs and or – uh, to win in the playoffs. So uh, those guys took care of business. They just, they got everybody, rallied everybody around them and uh, said, here we go. And good things happened. It's awesome. And coach, you know, you played in quite a few Super Bowls now, but when I think of you too, I think of you've had 
11 head coaches that have been assistants of yours at some point. Um, is the coaching tree something that's kind of a point of pride with you in your life as you look back on your career? Well, yeah, I'm so, I'm so proud of those guys and the jobs that they've done. Um, I had a chance to play the last couple of weeks against them. And those are strong teams and strong programs. I mean, it's not, uh, they're programs that are built to stay. And, and so I'm, I'm proud of how they've put their personality into it and some of the things maybe that they learned from, uh, from us here, you know, or in Philly. Uh, and they've done, they've done great. Uh, I, I don't really like competing against them, although, uh, they're all around. So I, you gotta, you know, but, but I, once we get in it, it's like fighting your brother, man. You're after him for whatever, and then you love him up afterwards. But for that period of time, man, you're, you're, it's do or die, you know, so it's great competition. And what's this last clip about, Jake? Well, he talks about taking on, Tom asked him about taking on the 49ers and the challenge that's going to be, and then uh, Jim Gray follows up asking him about what it's been like uh, having the, the Swifties on board with the Chiefs. Play Swift. Well, how much joy is there in this? Uh, is there any joy, or is it just so serious and with its chance for history? I mean, do you smile at all? Do you, do you, do you kind of have a chance to, to smell the roses while it's happening? Yeah, the joy comes afterwards. Once, once it's all over, <laughs> it lasts lasts a little bit. But while you're in it, you're in it, and uh, um, you want to exhaust every means possible um, to to make it right. So it's it's single elimination, and you're at the last game. So it's really single elimination. So you you got to make sure that you you take care of business and you know cross every t, dot every i, that whole deal. So that's what. That's what we're doing. I mean, we jumped in on it uh, last night and, and right into today. So it's uh, uh, making sure that we get things uh, organized and ready to go. Coach, you, you're going against the Niners with McCaffrey and Kittle and Debo and Bosa and, and Armstead and Warner. And, and this is a huge challenge, obviously, because they're so talented in so many ways. And yet you guys, when I think of Travis and, and, and Patrick, um, Pacheco and um, you know, Chris Jones, this is, you got some elite players on both sides of the ball. So when does the game planning start for you guys? I know, is this logistics time or are you guys kind of sinking your teeth into what you're about to face? Yeah, so we, uh, uh, we're into the 49 as a staff, we're into the 49ers right now, uh, studying them. And then our uh, other people that are, that have been put in place to deal with all the logistics. They've done that. Um, we knocked a little bit of it out on the plane. Um, and then, so when we got back, we were able to uh, either jump on it last night or uh, get in early this morning and knock it out. So the actual 49ers. So um, we've been, we've been hitting it now for a few hours. Love it. What's it like to be the Beatles? I mean, I don't think you probably ever anticipated that you would have the reaction you have, but now you have Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, and all that she brings with all of the Swifties and all of these young ladies and girls and fans of hers. And so now you're getting off a bus and not like just the Chiefs getting off the bus. It's a whole different deal. What's that been like for you, Coach? Yeah, listen, she's she's been great. Um, I knew her before. 
uh, from Philadelphia. Her her dad played at Delaware and was a big football fan and um, good guy. So I had met him there um, and her. And so uh, that was the last thing Trav wanted to hear that I knew her before him. <laughs> She told him, "I know, I know your coach." And he went, "Oh, yeah, come on!" <laughs> well, um, but no, that listen, she she's a good girl, and and um, I'm happy for Trav. And it, there has been no distraction that way at all. Um, and Trav's handled it right; she's handled it right, and we just move forward. So it, it's uh, it hasn't been a problem at all. Nate Bucati, any uh, you've been furiously writing things down in your book. Any takeaways from uh, what we played over the past few minutes? Yeah, I love all of it. I, I just I've been thinking a lot about the loss to the Raiders on Christmas Day, and you know you were on vacation that week, and so I, I remember like having an opening monologue the day after that. Jake and I were in here, and. That was the point where I had probably lost I don't I hadn't lost all faith, but I had lost most faith that this team I, I basically the the this the rant that I had that morning, if it was a rant, whatever it was, was I just don't think this is one of those years. You know, that this doesn't look like any of the problems that have plagued this team all year are going away. Like the who was it? It was Justin. It was uh, Watson, right? That said, lack of discipline is the biggest problem on the team. And I'm like, man, if it's still a problem on Christmas Day, yep. Do we really think this team's just going to flip a switch and all of a sudden this wide receiver group's going to start catching the ball and lining up? I mean, remember they had another player line up off sides. Um, uh, MVS lined up off sides in that game and, and got flagged for it. The flag didn't count because the the play got erased, but um, or the play got you know the, the the Raiders turned down the penalty, but this lack of discipline, the the the, the wide receivers not catching the ball, all, all these issues, if they're not getting fixed by Christmas Day, what do we think? They're just going to flip a switch and and fix pro- things that they've been all year long. And I'm really really glad that I at least couched it all by saying, look, you, you should never count out Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. <laughs> so I'm not going to say they can't make it to the Super Bowl, but I don't really think this. But if they do, I'm going to be kind of surprised this year. And nobody really disagreed with us, right, Jake? Like, it seemed like every guest we had on that week was in the same boat. Like, that that was the low point. And to hear Andy Reid say that was the wake-up call for the team. Thanks, Raiders. Yeah, right? (laughs) Thank you, Raiders. That was the wake-up call the team finally needed to turn things around. I also liked Andy saying, you know, we are the home team. Yeah. We could use the Raiders facility, which is beautiful. <laughs> really nice. I just felt like that was a little oh, big, man. you know. And, and there's something special. I'm glad they're going to use Right. Something <laughs> something really special about the fact that they had this beautiful, you know, brand-new stadium, and the Chiefs will play a playoff game there before they will. <laughs> and use their locker room. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Al Davis is rolling over in his grave. He can't be happy. That's uh, that's special. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's great. I mean, but it is it is um, 
But they did flip a switch. They, they, well, I mean, they did over a, uh, over a period of four or five weeks. They they tightened up the offense. They 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 yeah. they focused on the guys. They got Rice yeah. involved. They focused on who they were going to be. Yeah, they're but, like, we don't know who we are, and because we, everybody they're trying to you know, you know, with Tony and and you know all all the guys that that weren't really focused. Like they, they were trying to spread it around. Hey, we're a team. Eh, instead of being like, all right. Kelsey, you're the man. Rice, you're the man. Pachuk, you're the man. And everybody else, don't screw it up. One thing we did also talk about a lot was, okay, it kept coming up. One of these guys is going to need to make a play at some point in the postseason, right? Like you, somebody, somebody other than those three guys yeah. is going to have to go make a play. And who's the most likely? And, and most of us said, well, MBS has done it before in the postseason. He just did it last year, had a great game in the postseason. So if there's one guy... You feel like out of all those guys, Tony and and Sky Moore and everybody, Nicole Hardman, that could step up. You, you maybe maybe MVS is the most likely to do it, and darned if he hasn't a couple of different yeah. times in this postseason. It's been huge. Well, but Watson's been a contributor too. Yeah, I'm going to give him credit. He's had a oh yeah nice catch here and there. And so you know that you know, fumble recovery for Nicole right. Hardman. I, I you can't you can't yeah. count that out. Yeah, I almost yeah I almost it, it's just put like, him in a different category. Right, but it's yeah. almost it's like. You don't have to go out and have a hundred yard game or you six know, just, catches. Just, yeah. You know, have a catch here, yeah. have a catch there, block good here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's been. You yeah. know, just like who will contribute without absolutely shooting the team in the foot? Yeah. And MVS has had big plays. Watson's been able to help. And I think maybe you saw re- uh, there's a reason that McCall Hardman only had two snaps last game. One offensive snap. Right. One special, special team, team snap. snap. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they tightened it up. Yeah, they they did, and they and they also, as we we talked about, started to embrace this team. Like, where are the strengths on this team? Those three guys on offense, but the defense, <laughs> right? You can trust them. You know, you don't well, have to. And even in that Raiders game, how many points did defense give up? Six. Right, well, that was kind of one of the conversations because remember they went for it on fourth and five early in the second yep. half, and I was like, I don't know if you, you might as well. Kick a field goal there. You're only down two scores. Yeah, you know you don't or punt is what I meant. Like you know, play field position here because you 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 can come back in this game and and uh, they they certainly have man. I mean it's it's like we can sit here and say it as many times as we want, but you get caught up in regular season performances and listening to Tom Brady talk about you know today's going to be a great effing day, a big effing day. It's like every day is a big day and it's hard to compete that way. I mean I do think it was hard for the Chiefs. To, to get up every single week being the team with the target on their back when they play to the last weekend of the season every year now. You know? Like, it, you can understand why a midseason game against the Raiders maybe doesn't quite get them as excited as an AFC championship game. How many extra <laughs> games have they played over the past six years? 17? Yep. Compared full to season. You know, the full season of games. Full season. All right. Let's take a break. Back after this on WHP. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHB. Take a, a little break from football in the next segment to talk to our college basketball insider, Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. I'll ask him about the Chiefs and Ravens anyway. I'm sure he liked it. He'll have a good take. As a Steelers fan, I'm sure he liked the Ravens losing. Um, last night in college basketball... In the Big 12, Kansas beat the hell out of Oklahoma State 83-54 to with 
the entire Chiefs offensive line group in attendance. Did you see that? I did. I saw them swag surfing through the student section, which I'm sure angered some people. Why? I don't know. Some people don't like the swag surfing thing. I don't know. Why? As our good friend Sung would say, why? I'm not really sure, I guess, because uh, people aren't doing it correctly. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. People seem to get mad about people having fun these days. Right. So, I, you know, I, who, am I to, who am I to tell people? You know, but anyways, they, play, they seem like they were having a good time. Sure. And I saw that Creed Humphrey said he got to uh, watch Oklahoma State get their butts kicked, and he got to throw the horns down on television. Oh, wow. So it was a good day for him. Oh, there's hey, going to be some. Will you come to original pizza as soon as possible because everybody wants to see your pretty face? There's going to be uh, some hurt feelings. You don't do that horns down. Boy, that is a sensitive I can't figure out why that's. I don't know. I asked Lebo about that. He said something I can't repeat on the air. Then he called the Texas people. So, Oh. They seem pretty sensitive about it. Yeah. Disrespectful. Also, uh, besides Kansas beating Oklahoma State, uh, wow. Speaking of Lebo, Oklahoma went on the road to Kansas State and uh, blew them out. It was 35-19 to 19 at halftime. And they end up winning by 20, 73 to 53. Um, and since I asked you if you were going to recognize K-State as a contender in the Big 12, uh, they have stepped up and prevented you from having to answer that question, really, because they have lost three in a row at Iowa State. And look, there's no shame in losing at Iowa State. And there's certainly no shame in losing at Houston. Houston might be the best defensive team in the nation. Mm-hmm. Jerome Tang said it's one of the best defensive teams he's ever seen. They're elite defensively, and it's going to be tough for anyone to win at Houston. Uh, but then, if you're contender, you got to come home after that, and you got to beat Oklahoma. And you can't lose by, I mean, you can't lose by 20. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was, I think. Now they, they, they cannot, they cannot slip up and lose in Stillwater. And they shouldn't, but you better not, because the game after that, Kansas. Yeah. Sunflower Showdown. I mean, when you asked me that, I was taking a glance at K-State's schedule, and, and obviously the games at Iowa State and Houston jumped out, but then I started you look down the schedule. Are you going to the Sunflower Showdown? No, I'm not. All right, the Sunflower Showdown. Um you got to go back at some point. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Just sit in the. I do not have to. in a normal seat. Yeah, just or just leave just everybody alone. Oh. Put like sit by glasses myself. and a mustache on. You know those those fake glasses. <laughs> the old Bobby Valentine. Yeah. You don't. You don't have. No, you don't have to be Scrooge McDuck and sit in the front row right. amongst the millionaires. <laughs> right. That's true. Just, like, no, nor just will be a I. Normal person. <laughs> right. Don't. How old are you? Yeah, face that beast. How old are you? I'm. I don't need to talk about that. How old I'm almost, are you? I'm, I'm 47, almost 48. Don't tell me for the rest of your life you're never going to go to a Kansas Kansas State game. Does anybody who needs me there? No I one needs me there. I'll go with you. What if What if Benny says, "Dad, I'd like to go see this game." That is Take not me. happening. <laughs> How do you know what's going to happen in five years? Well, I don't. I don't know what's happening in five years. How do you know if your daughter ends up liking basketball in five years? I'd like to see that game. Right. I could get her tickets probably. <laughs> I mean, I. I, my daughter, I, some of the Mizzou games I go to is because of her, and right. I didn't anticipate right. that. Yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say, never say never. Right. Right. But you don't have, you know. As of right now, I have little interest. 
You don't have to have the spotlight on you at all times. You can just go there and be yeah, a fan. Be a guy. Just sit in the, you know. Be a jag. It's easy to be a jag in your basement. You know? I know you said you'll never go to a game where there's more people in front of you than behind you. <laughs> but sometimes you got, that is, you know. That is, that is a, that's a hard and fast rule I have right. in general. Yeah. He counts rows. He's kind of made sure. He's that guy. You know, don't yep. do that. Don't do that. You don't have to be that guy. You're saying I'm being a ticket snob. That's not what, yeah. You know. <laughs> I just think, you know. Just be part of the crowd. We can talk basketball with Mike DeCourcy after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB.